Imagine a world where balance is no longer a feat, where men and women finally reach a place of camaraderie, spiritual compatibility, sexual harmony, and love is revolutionized. The atomic boom of pride becomes a thing of the past. (laughs) What if... Now tuned into TDSC Radio. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Owning She, where we liberate women, showcase art, and delve into those sometimes unpleasant yet necessary discussions. I'm your host, Sheena LV, sex educator, author, and Stay Sexy affiliate on a mission to release sexual inhibitions, boost femininity, and inspire women to be their best self in friendships and relationships. And as always, I hope you all are having a fantastic week so far. If you would like to support this podcast, help us grow, and continue to bring you great topics, visit SheenaLV.com forward slash donate. Your support helps me to continue facilitating women all over the world and finding their voice. It's time to own She. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Owning She, where we delve into those unpleasant yet necessary discussions. I'm your host, Sheena LV, and we are going to jump season three off talking about loyalty. Now, when I say loyalty, I'm not talking specifically about loyalty to others. I'm talking about loyalty to self. Are you being loyal to yourself? Do you say no when you need to say no? Do you say yes when you need to say yes? Do you trust yourself? How's your mental health doing? How do your children feel about you? How do your spouse feel about you? Your coworkers, are you the healthiest you can be? So this is why I titled this show, Why Women Should Address Their Mental Health Before It's Too Late. Because we have a lot of women here who we can't be told anything, you know, and we think we know it all and we got it all, but we all have been through traumas of some sort, some kind, some way, some form, some fashion. So we are in this together. And we have to understand that taking care of self is of utmost importance. So tonight we will start that off. We will start season three off talking about self-care. So and and also culturally, I believe that we have been, you know, conditioned to believe that it's uh, something to be ashamed of to seek help or to talk to someone. But whatever you have to do, do something. And we're going to begin season three off talking about doing something. I'm talking to you ladies. We are going to talk to Mrs. Tamara Reynolds tonight. She is a childhood friend of mine. I've been knowing her a very, very, very long time. And she dropped by to talk to us a little bit about mental health and a little bit about herself and our journey. And we just going to interact in regular conversation. You know, two girls talking about what women need to talk about and we need to stop hiding it like ain't nothing wrong with us. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead. You guys help me welcome Mrs. Tamara Reynolds to Owning She. Hey, love, how you doing? And thank you for joining me this evening. Miss Sheena. Yes, ma'am. It's been a very long time. Thank you so very much. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm so good. I'm happy, you know, to be having this interaction with you right now because it has been a long time. And I try to, I don't know if you guys know this, but I try to talk to people that I grew up with because that's where my roots are. And I know we all suffered some of the, a lot of the same trauma. So, you know, I'm about that unity thing. But yes, ma'am, I'm glad that you are here tonight introduce yourself to everybody tell us who mrs tamara reynolds is yes ma'am thank you again sheena yes hello everybody my name is tamara reynolds a lot of people affectionately know me as tammy miss sheena definitely knows tammy and tamara um i'm originally from gary indiana i'm currently living in houston texas i'm a mother of three beautiful children um married to my amazing husband for almost 10 years now so Absolutely, I'm very happy to join this discussion today. And I also would like to say to you, Sheena, you know, like we said, we go way back. You know, way we come from back. the same stomping grounds, you know, like and both flats. Ab- <laughs> both flats for sure. But to, to, to take the negative in which we came from and turn it into this positive, 
as well as bringing a soldier up with you and joining this conversation. I just want to give you your flowers while you're here and just tell you thank you for giving me this opportunity just to just to have a dope conversation about some real today. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate that. That means so much to me. Thank you so much. You know, and we don't do that enough, you know, and I'm proud of you as well. She got some stuff going on, y'all. We're going to talk about it at some point throughout the show. But since we are talking about loyalty and mental health, we are talking about loyalty in the sense of being loyalty to self. So, Tamara, I'm going to ask you, when we talk about mental health, what does that mean to you? Oh, wow. Um, Mental health is very personal, for me you know um I didn't really know what mental health was back then but now as I've gotten older I realize how important it is how people kind of look over it so it's it's very very personal to me now so yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely so I I get it mental health and I'm gonna just say this you guys mental health is a very tough subject to talk about And we're going to get serious here. It is a very touching subject. And I know a lot of people play about it on social media, but in reality, this thing is real. Okay. And we have to address this as women because we need to be the best versions of women we can be. And we cannot do that until we begin looking at self and saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to just be honest. I'm fucked up. I got some shit going on, you know what I'm saying? And I don't feel all the way rap type, you know? And you know when your shit ain't rap type. You know when you're uncomfortable because you're always mad, angry, upset, irritated. You're just not centered. You're not at peace with yourself. And this is what where mental health comes in at because you have to go and talk about this to somebody. We can't hold on to these different problems that we have going on because it's just going to hurt us even more later on down the road. I'm going to go ahead and ask about your personal, you know, journey, if I may. Um, You know, when did it when did you realize, Tamara, that it was time for you to make a change? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then thank you for saying that, you know, people just don't be real with themselves and say, you know what, I might be a little twisted, fucked up. I might have something that I just can't control. So Mm -hmm. for me, you know, and forgive me if I'm a little nervous, because again, this is the first time that I'm actually speaking about this outside of my husband and select family members. So, you know, roll with your girl tonight, you know, but we got you, you you know, it started for me at the age of 14. Now, Sheena, I can't tell you what the hell happened at 14. I mean, what, we was in middle school, maybe, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, around about that time. I, I, Nothing traumatic happened at 14. Nothing, I can't say, that was significant enough to say, you know what, I didn't flip the motherfucking switch. You know what right. I'm saying? So it definitely started at 14 to me. Um, just all through school, you know, I just knew when I got amongst my peers and family or a large crowd that I became anxious or just my mood would just swing and I don't know why swinging and you know I just knew that there was something that was greater than myself that I had to deal with Mm -hmm. so when I realized that it was time to address my mental health let's fast forward a little bit is after I had my first daughter you know she's now 10 years old Mm -hmm. and I believe at the age when she was three you know you're thinking that you know it's postpartum depression I know that postpartum can last between you know one to five years after having a child but no that wasn't it that that was not it you know I started to really kind of spiral now don't get it twisted Mm -hmm. everything ain't always perfect but I have a supporting husband and you know who helped me Mm -hmm. I'm not a single parent or anything like that but Mm -hmm. I know a lot of women are but I just I was trying to figure out what exactly is it and what happened so when she was three years old i remember just being in the house with her my husband at work and i had a full-blown panic attack i'm talking about tripping the room is spinning i'm hyperventilating but i'm also trying to you know keep it cool for my daughter and call my husband like hey yo you need to come home i I can't i couldn't worry about my mental and her safety at the same time i mean if we're gonna talk about it sheena i'm gonna keep it and just keep it real with you i just couldn't do both at the same time in that moment Mm -hmm. so it was a trigger for me and it was the same trigger 
that I had when I was 14 years old, it was, I recognized that trigger, right? Mm. And it was familiar to me. So I knew that there was something that I had to do about Mm -hmm. it and Mm kind of tie it into, hey, I need some help. I need someone to help me, you know? And and, and it comes from not being ashamed. You know, I Mm -hmm. had to really dig deep within myself and say, you know what? Sometimes you gotta ask for help as strong as you wanna be, you know, as strong as that you are taught to be. So I had to be really real with myself and get vulnerable and, and just say, you know what? I need some help. So that's where it all started for me. And then I, on that journey, I just had to address it and really reach out and find some resources and some therapy and some help. You know, first they say, you know, first step is admitting that you got a problem. Well, I knew I had a motherfucking problem back at 14. (laughs) And I didn't think that that was going to, I suppressed that so much. I did not think it was going to turn back around as I got older and I'm having my own children. So I definitely knew it was time for me to figure it out and really reach out. Oh yeah, most definitely. And I appreciate you being transparent enough to say what you just said, because a lot of people go through that. I remember having... (laughs) my first panic attack I mean some of everything was going on in my life at that time and I want to say I was really young I probably was maybe 19 20 when it first happened and I was driving and I just out of nowhere I just this sensation came over me and I had to pull over and luckily I even made it to do that like I had never experienced nothing like that in my life and then it happened to last for a very 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 long time Mm -hmm. until I got control over them like I was having them back to back at one point it was a lot going on at that time and um I just couldn't handle it. Like I was just overwhelmed. I didn't know what to do, what to say, where to go, who to talk to, but I, I just was at that point where I just fucking lost it. Right. So talking about this is hard, but it's healthy at the same time. Absolutely. We need to talk about this. We we keep this stuff, you know, hidden within us and we don't want to talk about it. And that's why we aggravate it. We are not people, people because we so aggravated. You know what I'm saying? We mad at each other. You know what I'm saying? Taking it out on somebody that ain't did it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just crazy. But girl, like this right here that we haven't is, is, is about being loyal to self. Exactly. And that's how I feel about being loyal. to this, this is what I do to be loyal to myself. You know what? I'm fucked up. I need some help. I'm finna figure out a way to do, to fix it because this ain't right. These folks yeah. around me don't deserve to just to get this type of treatment from me. You know, and and it ain't their fault. So I had to check myself. Yeah. Now, that ain't saying you're not going to be human and get mad. I mean, you're human, but you know when you out of control with irrational behavior and you're not right for yourself, for your kids, for your, your mate. Right. But why do you think we as a culture, you know, and I brought this up earlier, why do you think we as a culture... Um, are fearful of reaching out for professional help or talking to anyone, even if it's not professional, someone you trust to confide in. Well, yeah, absolutely. In touching back on what you just said, the loyalty portion of it. I mean, it's a, first of all, it's a mind fuck. That's the first thing that come to my head. It's a, it's a mental mind fuck, right? Mm -hmm. So us as a culture, I mean, it goes all the way back. And I mean, I got to just say the real shit. It goes all the way back to slavery, the mind manipulation of it all. We were taught to do this and do that. And we never even had a chance to think for ourselves. So Mm -hmm. we suppressed all these issues. And you know how it was back then, Sheena. Whatever happens in this house, going to stay in this house. house. You know what I'm saying? And And that's the most damaging shit you can say. Exactly. Exactly. So when you got shit spilling out of you and you want to go and talk to somebody about it, you're programmed. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I can't, you, you're already telling me that I cannot speak about this outside of the home, but damn, is the people in the home really listening to you? So who the fuck do you talk to? Right? Yeah. So it mm-hmm. goes all the way back to that, the mind manipulation of it all. And not only whatever happens in this house stays in this house, it's more like, well, look, we don't need no help. We ain't finna go sit and talk to no therapy, no therapist, excuse me. We ain't finna lay on nobody's couch. You know what they say? We're going to take it to God in prayer. Well, wait a minute. So I feel like us as a culture, it comes from being ashamed. 
right. first of all. Mm-hmm. I feel like we wasn't taught vulnerability, you know, especially where we came from, you know, just oh, to be yeah. vulnerable with yourself and really just understanding, you know, mm-hmm. and just being just flat out, just ashamed to ask for help. You know, that's just what I feel. It, it's, it's, it starts all the way back there. And it's also a learned behavior because this some big mama done been through and your mama done been through and it didn't trickle down to you and you don't even know it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So using suppressed all of this over time for so long that you don't even know you got these demons on your back. You still wearing your grandma demons and your mama's demons. And you have to be so quiet about it. And, you know, in our community, we got to be strong. Right. Right. We got to we got to keep it moving. We can't show any fear. We can't show any vulnerability. So that's why I think us as a culture has that problem, because we can't get out of our own way and we can't, you know, the pride. Our pride is in the way. That's what I feel. It is. It is the pride. And it's also a fear because that we had to sit so long on our traumas and not talk about it to nobody. We a lot of us are afraid to figure out who the fuck we are. We probably be afraid to figure out for someone to tell us this is who you are because looking yourself in the mirror, not mm. and I'm not talking about on a superficial level. When you look at yourself and self-examine yourself, you probably motherfuckers probably run around out the room like exactly. my goodness. Like I'm really that bad. Like, you know, we can get so wrapped up And that trauma that we don't realize our behavior is so toxic to other people. And not only that, you don't know when you in the shit until you in the shit. You know, you just don't know or recognize it, you know. So I totally understand that. And again, that just comes from that pride that our culture has. And I get it. You know, we have to be strong, you know. But why were we taught to not ask for help, you know. And that that's the part that's the strong that that makes you so strong. And people just don't understand that it's strength in asking for help. It's strength in saying, damn, I am fucked up. Something yeah. is definitely wrong with me, you know? So yeah. it's just strength in that. And I don't think as a culture we were taught that. And right. it's a learned behavior, you know, that was trickled on down, you know, from way back that we just had to keep that rolling. But mm-hmm. And it has, it's a generational curse. But we are at a point where we need to say that shit stops here. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to pass this on any further to my children so they can't pass it on to their children and so on and so forth. We are at a time now when the world is in a complete awakening. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of veils, the veil has come down and a lot of people are figuring out, they're wanting to, they're wanting to figure out their self. They're wanting to figure out, you know, what they've been missing all of this time. And I am, I couldn't be happier to see that that's where we are right now. And that so many people are coming forth to talk about these different situations in a public platform and, you know, and saying, you know what, I'm afraid I'm nervous, but I'm going to do this because this is not about me anymore. Yeah. It's bigger than us at this point. Absolutely. It's a needed conversation. And, And that's what I like. I like to have those hard conversations to talk about the shit that don't nobody talk about, but you know, like I said, I like to also reference, you know, you can you can post that picture on Facebook or the gram or whatever with that good filter. But what happens when the real filter come off? You know, yes. what happens when you really look at yourself in the mirror after you did all these posting or whatever? Can you really sit with yourself? And that's yes. just where I'm at, you know? We live in a comparative, competitive world right now. Everybody wants to compare themselves to other person. Everybody wants, that's not real life, sweetheart. You don't look like that every day. You don't look like that every day. You tired. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you whatever. Be real. Yeah. Okay. With yourself first. Even, and I'm going to take it to a relationship standpoint. A lot of men don't like all that shit. You know, if y'all, they they don't, they don't, they want to see some real shit. They don't like all that shit. Yeah. Next to a circus clown all day. They don't want, they don't, you know, you acting like one and looking like one. Listen, say that. and, And this is how you know that you have a mental health issue because when you can't comfortably sit to yourself and like, you'll accept shit. I I'm here today. I'm alive. And I'm thankful enough for that. You know, my bills are paid, my children are fed, my man is happy. That's good. I don't have to be beautiful today. My hair all over my head today, so be it. I'm going to brush it back in a ponytail, Mm -hmm. make this dinner, and be cool with me today. Absolutely. That's That's what we need to do. 
and and th- when you said loyalty to self you got so many people out here especially women and i'm i'm a, i'm gonna go ahead and say me too i have been loyal to so many different people who didn't deserve my loyalty and i had mm. to learn that loyalty does have an expiration date on it like people do oh, not yes. understand that and when the expiration expired for me, I had to figure out, well, why the hell I ain't loyal to my damn self? I'm putting all this energy into other people or relationships or what have you, and I'm being loyal to these other people. When am I going to be real with myself and have loyalty for me at the end right. of the day? So, absolutely, you know, it's yeah. expired and I am just done being silent about it, you know, and it, it, healing comes from talking about it verbalizing it you know so i can totally understand that that's just dope to me you know just making sure that you can just be cool with you at the end of the day who you putting airs on for you know Mm -hmm. absolutely so we we're gonna go into talking about parenting and mental health okay now we know that there's no such thing as a perfect parent there's no there's no instruction book there's no manual there's no I mean, it just is what it is and you're going to make the best of it and do what it is that you need to do. But so many of us don't realize that our traumas affect our children. And um, I I know specifically a, a situation right now where parents have not been there for their children and they have to grow up with that hanging over their head. My mother wasn't there. My father wasn't there. Who the fuck can I trust You know what I mean? The people who brought me here into this world left me in this world. You know what I mean? You know, and that's a heavy thing to deal with. Very heavy. And we have to understand that when we making these children that we are going to bring someone into this world and fuck them up because we fucked up. So look look I know I know I'm going to let you have it but I'm just saying like look yeah come on ladies the Sotamara what does mental health and parenting look like to you? Go ahead and, and let us know how you feel about that. Oh, we that's a, that should be a whole nother show by itself, Sheena. Man, you know, we, can, we can go there, but I'm gonna keep it in a nutshell. You know, I came from a one parent household, and like you know, we could from our old stumping grounds back in the, back in the day, it was a lot of one parent households. You know, so it's so important to me because now that I have my own children, I mean, like I said. By coming from a one-parent household, you, your mama got to be mama and daddy. You know what I'm saying? Right. She got all this shit on her plate that she's dealing with that she can't even sort out her own shit, right? Right, right. So it's important now to me because now that I have my own children, it's like, well, how can I say this? Um, my mama did the best she could as a single parent, and there's some things that I would absolutely hand down to my kids that she has taught me and there's some shit that she then gave me that I would absolutely would never touch to even introduce to my children you know so Mm -hmm. you got to take the good with the bad with that so maturing and being a parent you have to sort out the bullshit you know, mm-hmm. you can't always, like you said, you can't always say, oh, well, daddy left me. You know, my daddy stayed around mm-hmm. the corner for me all my life. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't let that stop me, you know. Mm-hmm. But now that I have three children, I want to take away and recognize again the triggers and, right. and be knowledgeable and be not ashamed to dig, dive deep and be knowledgeable and educate myself, I guess what I'm trying to say. So that way, further on down the line, I don't want my child to be 35, 40 years old or whatever, still dealing with the shit that I put her through or him through that I didn't even recognize that I was doing. Does that Absolutely. make sense? Yes. So that's why it's important to me. I don't want to, I don't, my children are not strong enough to wear my scars. We were right. not strong enough to wear our parents' scars. All I'm trying to do is heal my scars and making sure my mental, physical, spiritual, and everything is correct within myself. So right. if that happens to my children or if that arises within them, 
I would know that trigger to say, hey, guess what? Let's let's work on this. Let's stop for a minute. I don't want nothing to slip through the cracks with my kids. I'm in my kids' faces. I want to know how you're feeling. How's your mental doing? You know what I'm saying? Yes, come on. Back then, back then, mama couldn't do that. Mama was working two jobs. Mama was yeah. in the hood. You know what I'm saying? She was working to get us up out the hood. Let's be real about it, right? Yeah, yeah. So me as the, on a different end of the spectrum by me having my husband and you know we're my kids didn't grow up in a one-parent household i don't want shit to slip through the cracks i want to be in your face i want to know how you feeling mentally because i knew back then that's what i wanted my mother right. or someone to do for me right. so that's why it's super important for me not to let nothing slip through and to really really make sure that I'm understanding what's happening with my kids and it starts with healing yourself you can't it keep does. dwelling on what mom and daddy and grandma and big mom and them did you know what I'm saying yeah. you gotta fix it you know mm -hmm. and I be damned in that generational curse that you spoke about the buck stops here with me that's, that's it. it that's it that's my kids it. ain't gonna wear my scars I'm just right. strong enough I'm the one if I have to be the one that's strong enough within my family to break that generational curse and to say fuck that the buck stops with me and however that looks like to anyone else I'm willing to sacrifice and to do that to make sure that when my children get older they are good so it means a lot to me as a parent now and you know back then we didn't know this you know it wasn't talked about it was taboo basically in right. our community so that's why it's important for me as a parent now because I have children and I want to make sure they mental straight you know and how the hell can my kids mental be straight if mine fucked up absolutely and it's very very important to it's very important to realize that these kids we are all that they have and so when we we have to think about how they are feeling like you said you ask how you doing how your mentor is doing and that's how we need to be with the children because they have feelings too you know think about back when you was a child we you holding on to a trauma from a childhood pretty much right now so if you if something that detrimental happened as a child you have to think about that with your own children like look they have traumas and feelings as well and absolutely i cannot react this way to these children i need to take a step back before i address my kids you know what i mean you can't just get in that minute and that mode like you know what i'm real mad i mean whatever's in my way finna get it that's not fair that's not no. fair then you go on a, scr a screaming spell you know hollering at kids about whatever hollering at your man about whatever or your mm. woman if it's men listening to this you going off at your woman about whatever you know and we have to take a step back and say you know what they didn't even do this i'm mad about xyz and i need right. to go deal with it with myself and then with xyz and then come back because I, I don't want to give my family this they don't absolutely. deserve it absolutely and sheena i really been i really truly have been learning these three words trauma trigger and triumph i'm trying now that i'm older i've suppressed so much deep down inside of me that it's bursting at the seams that i didn't even know was trauma Mm -hmm. I didn't even know it was trauma. And as mm -hmm. I mentioned before, 14 years old until now, recognizing that trigger, right? Just really, truly just recognizing that. And also being knowledgeable to know, to know in my kids, I got to realize their triggers. Because like you said, we was taught to, hey, sit down, stay out grown folks business, right? Let's be right. real. Right. You know, but we have feelings as well. So I want to recognize those those triggers within my children so I can break the generational curse and have some triumph at the end, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's just where I'm at. And that's why it's just so important to me just to kind of piggyback off that parenting, you know, question that you asked me. But trauma, trigger and triumph. That's what that's what's been in my head constantly, constantly mm -hmm. to just make sure that I'm understanding and knowing at the end of the day, you know, mm -hmm. it's just crazy. And again, people just don't talk about that type of thing, especially within children. You know, you don't know what a person is going through or what a child is really, truly going through until you get older and you're having this conversation with your parent or something like, damn, that really happened. Oh, damn, I, mm -hmm. I don't want that to happen. Damn, I was really fucked up, huh? Yeah, mom, a little bit. I don't want that conversation with my kids when they get older. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? When you can really mm -hmm. have that adult conversation with your parent, right. I don't want them to come back to me to say I slipped. I mean, obviously, no parent is perfect, as you mentioned. Right. But I just want to make sure they good at the end of the day and fixing myself. I want to heal 
in both of those areas knowing the trauma understanding the trigger of that trauma and breaking that generational curse to get on the other side and have some triumph mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know so that's oh, what yeah. I mean about trauma trigger and triumph and that's just something that's just kind of been in my head I like and that it just came out that way <laughs> you know <laughs> so define self love in your opinion what are what are some things you do to love on Tamara Oh, girl, like I said, I got three kids. At the end of the day, let me have this 30 minutes of alone time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It ain't got to be nothing spectacular, no spa, nothing like that. Let me go take me a hot shower because it's for everybody's safety at this point. Let me just, you know, right. unwind okay. for a minute. Let me, hey, I'm going to drink my wine. I'm going to smoke my cigarette. Let me just chill for a minute. And I've learned mm-hmm. to, I learned when I get overwhelmed to just, it's okay to step away for a minute. And I know there's a lot of single parents who just cannot do that. But I really have to find the time for my mental to say, Mm -hmm. okay, if it's not 30 minutes, let me go in this bathroom for a minute. I'm going to cry. I'm going to yell in a pillow for a minute. I'm going to do whatever it is just so I can just woosah, I guess you can say, just for a minute. Let me take this hot shower. Let me just relax and just hear my thoughts for a minute and feel the blood going through my veins and hear my own heartbeat just for a minute so if I gotta do that 10 20 times out of the damn day Mm -hmm. I know when I get overexerted or I'm getting too anxious and I'm having it was to the point back then Shana where I knew look let me step away for a minute let me just I will be at a restaurant with family and friends I will have to go to the bathroom because I will feel a panic attack happening so I, right, it, it right. came to the point where I literally just had to step away. So to me, that's self-love because I'm being loyal to myself mm-hmm. with just stepping away for a moment. And it's okay. I had to learn that it was okay for me to do that. And, you know, if you have that luxury of going get your nails and your toes done and just stepping out the house for a minute, that's just something I like to do. It's not nothing grand that mm-hmm. I would do. It's just those little moments where you right. can just say, you know what? I'm having a moment. Let me just go in this bathroom for a moment. You know, my children are two, eight years old and 10 years old. So I'm working on the preteen thing as well as terrible twos right now. So I got the step right. I got the step away just for a moment. So that's self-love to me, because if I'm in that uproar all the time, I'm going to lash out at my kids about some stupid shit. I don't want to do that. So I got to mm-hmm. take that self-love and just relax. I mean, maybe I'm going to put the kids to bed earlier just so I can have that extra hour of quiet time. You feel me? That's right, self-love right. to me because everybody's busy. Everybody's doing their own thing. And the pandemic and all this that's happening, no one really wants to go outside. But you have to find that self-love within yourself when you can find it. So that's just the self-love that I do to just get through my day. And it just helps, you know, taking that little couple minutes to just relax for a moment and and not putting too much pressure on yourself to say, damn, I just need to chill for a minute. I ain't superwoman, you so know? We, you can't do it all. We wear many hats. We wear many hats, but we can't do it all. Absolutely. You drag, you, you'll be like a, a, a circus uh, animal or something, you know, yeah. you'll be all over the place. You can't do that. you you got to take that time to relax. And I, I, then that leads me into my next question. Do you think we as women actually take the time to see ourselves? Hell no, absolutely not. I, me personally, no. Because as you mentioned, we wear a lot of hats, you know, mama, daddy, you know, we got single Mm -hmm. parents, mama, daddy, lawyer, I'm the seamstress, I'm the dentist, you know, I'm I'm all of these things Mm -hmm. mixed up in one is mama, 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 mama. So absolutely, we don't take that time to just relax and see ourselves and really just kind of untangle the things that's happening, you know. This web is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, but when are you going to have that time for you? So Mm. I totally understand and I totally believe that women just don't really take it out, take that time out for themselves. It's a lot going on. I know for me, and that goes back to the whole self-love thing. I need this 10, 15 minutes, (laughs) you know? Let me. This is for everybody's safety. Let me just relax for a moment. Girl, I'm trying to tell you. (laughs) And it took me a long time to not only learn that but 
like I said, just being okay with doing it, not, you know, shaming myself for taking that time. And I think a lot of women just kind of shame themselves to say, well, if I don't keep going and going and going, I'm going to fail or, you know, whatever. No, baby, you, mm-hmm. you got to be loyal to you. You know, yes. you're not a machine at the end of the day. That's right. You know, so absolutely not. And, you know, that's learned behavior that I had to unlearn real talk and just really figure it out within myself. So we don't see ourselves and I totally agree with you. And um, I think women are afraid to actually be women. You know, women are have are a lot more masculine nowadays. Hmm. Yes, they ma'am. are not feminine whatsoever. Not ladylike. Ooh. Not. I mean, from attitude to behavior to persona down to even the way they dress and talk. It's just. Mm, it's that's so, another hell too, Sheena. I'm it, telling you, man. Listen, <laughs> it's so disrespectful to who you are as a woman, and I'm talking about to yourself. Damn, what somebody else talking about to yourself? I could not be her. Fuck that. Yeah, I'm not doing shit, that one. Because that's a fact. I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing that one, no, ma'am. And see, that's why I. So I'm. I'm go ahead and ask you this. Why do you think, because women feel this way, the masculine women of 2021 feel this way, why do you think they have the audacity to ask a man to come already healed in a relationship when they, them themselves are not even there? Girl, oh, I can take this question so many different directions and avenues. The Mm. audacity, it's the audacity for me. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Mm. And like you said, we were raised as these alpha females. We was raised to be the man too. Bullshit. I'm a whole woman. I'm a whole woman. And that goes back to you wasn't taught vulnerability. Mm. You know, you wasn't taught how to be vulnerable. We are, we're women at the end of the day. We don't have to be as hard as men. So, what I look like not being healed. Okay, let me look transparent moment, right? Mm-hmm. Me and my husband, we've been together, you know, about 20 years total, 10 years married. Mm-hmm. And we didn't want to get into a relationship until we really just kind of, we chilled. We was cool. We was my best friend, you know? I think we had a conversation without not having a conversation, if that makes sense, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we came together and we healed each other, you know? I know my role, he knows his role. I don't wanna be the alpha female all the time. It's okay. It's okay for a man to, you know, wine and dine or or what have you. But Yes, and it's okay to take a back seat, ladies exactly. and shut the fuck up sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And I have to look and I'm not saying I'm a perfect woman. Don't get me wrong. I have my days yes, when I flip the fuck out, but I catch myself and I know when I'm wrong and I know I'm not prideful enough to not go apologize and fix yeah. my, my fuck up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's what we as women think that men are just these steel made exteriors and they don't have feelings and needs and wants as well. So how can you tell a motherfucker where to get on and get off at? And you are chaotic. Look, and fucked up completely. Completely. Yes. So that's a... Man, that's just so different to me because you know I yeah I grew up an alpha female that's what I was taught but then you know when you get with a man when that man shows you he's a whole man let's talk about that and then let's go back and take a back seat and learn your role not saying loan you learn your role like back in the day of you know all of that or being submissive but you know that know your role okay then right then know your motherfucking when you get that man baby let me tell you He's a man. Let me tell you, I didn't have to be an alpha female when I got with my man, my husband. I didn't have to do that because he showed me I can be vulnerable, which makes a woman want to be submissive. Let's talk about that. Come on. You know, so I can never just tell my husband or my boyfriend back then, hey, look, I want this. I want that. You got to come healed, be my knight in shining armor. And I'm over here in the corner having anxiety attacks and I'm, I'm, I'm mentally fucked up. How is that equal? You understand wow. what I'm saying? But this yeah. generation is completely different from when we was brought up. 
at the same time you know what I mean so that's also a learned behavior and I'm gonna go so far as to say this I saw that in my household all right I'm gonna work these two jobs I'm gonna have my man but at the same time you better have this bill paid you better have this you better have that well damn Uh you know what I mean it's like you're you're so overly dominant as a woman you're not giving the man room to be a man that's right you feel me and that's what i feel it's it's just it's a learned behavior is what i feel and then when they they get tired of that shit and leave Hmm. then the motherfucking woman want to cry wolf he went did this for her you had it and you wasn't paying attention exactly right there and you thought that you had the dick period Hmm. Okay, you didn't give the man enough room to be a man. Hmm. Okay, everybody is replaceable. Everybody. Okay, all right hmm. then. So again, that goes <laughs> back. That goes back to being loyal to yourself and being real with That's yourself. Right. How yeah. am I going to ask this man to come a hundred percent and I'm twenty five percent? Come on now, catch that. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. So. It, this generation now is just completely different because so we a, know it all we know yeah, it all. absolutely absolutely we, all. we were just talking about this me and my baby we were just talking about this and we were listening to i want to say it was kevin samuels or somebody else we was listening to somebody on youtube and anyway they were doing this study and it was a convention and it was a class where women i guess wanted to learn how to be a good woman to the black man and he said in the class were whites, Latins, mm-hmm. and others. Not one black woman was in that class to learn how to deal with her own man. Ooh, wee. Hmm. But these other races was in there learning how to deal with your man. Because so the black woman mad. knew everything, you know, but with the alpha female. female. Yeah. So now these women are going to classes to learn how to get your man. So that's why he left and went and married the Korean Ooh, lady. Wait. That's why he left and went and met and married the white lady or the whatever lady. Because you knew it all and you didn't think you had to go sit in the class and learn how to deal with your man. What your man needed from a woman. You knew oh, what he deep. needed because your mama and your grandmama and great grandmama told you that's what. And they asses was fucked up too. So come on. <laughs> Girl, I can't. Look, that's deep though. That's like I said, that's a whole nother show. We could talk about that, but that's super deep. So I don't see how, I don't see how you can do that. And again, loyalty to yourself. How can you, it's the audacity. How, how can you do that? You need to be real with yourself. And I think a lot of women just don't take that time of reflection and it's necessary reflection is definitely necessary to understand where you're going and what you want and what you need you know yeah. so oh, absolutely yeah. that's crazy i don't get it it's yeah. beyond it's above me i tell it's you above that above me beyond me it's beyond me baby <laughs> so what does being healed look like tamra and, and how do we begin to heal ourselves in your opinion well how we begin to heal ourselves is again accountability being accountable for your own shit really just digging deep within yourself and being real with yourself you know and trying to just fix who you are it, it, that's where it has to start you have to heal from that i mean something can happen on monday that on tuesday you you, you fucked up you cool on monday and tuesday you fucked up so you're, you're, you're going up and down basically so mm-hmm. it starts with just really just healing who you are and the opposite of being healed is broken mm-hmm. and you have to recognize that and recognize your brokenness to heal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know now where do we go from here it's just the same thing you you have to want to heal you have to want different you have to want to change and i made a conscious decision that i don't want to go back down that rabbit hole no more that rabbit hole is motherfucking it's too deep for me so Mm -hmm. to pull myself out of that many 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 times i don't want to continue to keep learning the same lesson over and over again so i feel like that's where it begins with just being vulnerable within yourself and right. also wanting the healing. Absolutely. You have to want it. It's, it's like you said, it's very, very necessary. And in my opinion, healing looks like 
you are able to put yourself in a situation and no longer feel threatened by another person. Being healed looks like I can speak to my sister in passing. Being healed looks like I can see that this baby needs some help and I'm going to reach out and help. And if the mother needs help, I'm going to reach out and help her without looking for something in return. Being healed looks like knowing when to be quiet hmm. around your man. Hmm. Being healed be knowing when to be quiet, just period. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Know how to sit still and love your own company and know that when people praise you it's okay to accept that we don't know how to take compliments and praise nowadays because we think it comes with an agenda but when somebody is telling you that hey you know what you're doing a good job then that's the that's the path you want to stay on i want to be known as the woman you can come and talk to and that's what being healed looks like okay not to mention mm -hmm. not to mention fixing your sister's crown when you don't even she don't even know it's crooked that's <laughs> you it. know that's, that's healed it. as well absolutely absolutely that's it that's it you know what girl yada 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 i'm gonna do this for you and don't nobody have to know i did that for you right but that's just who i am because i'm okay with me i'm gonna tell you you know growing up like you said from where we come from you don't have really the ability to the privilege rather to even be yourself you don't have that privilege you got to adapt to your surrounding and so when you start to grow up and move on and see different things in life and you start transitioning it's fucked up because you're coming from one situation to another but I was that person like you know I always wanted to talk to people I always wanted to be that voice but coming from where we come from don't nobody want to hear that shit don't nobody want to you know what I'm saying but once I got over that fear from the trauma of being taunted so much I will not stop letting my voice be heard and telling women that it is okay to seek help. It is okay to be a lady. It is okay to be humble, vulnerable, transparent. That's what makes you woman. You are all of that and some. And and it's time that we adopt our womanhood fully and totally and being that savage hood rah-rah woman is exactly out women are not on it no more you know what i mean we not on it no more you know you see that with the on the internet or whatever but you got a lot of women out here who are making moves and saying you know what i refuse to still be that ugly woman absolutely i totally agree with that and going back to where we were we were brought up and where we're from you know to take that negative because like, like you said sink or swim we was we were straight from the whole hood okay mm-hmm. at the end of the whole day whole and to hood. take that negative into the positive as i mentioned in the beginning as we started and to pull your sister up with you you know that's commendable that's totally commendable and you know the nervousness and all of that but to take the opportunity and just to speak about this in a, in a great environment and just really just just chop it up and just talk about it. It's, mm-hmm. I believe it starts with the conversation. So again, I have to thank you for the platform in which you built to have these hard conversations and just talk about it because mm-hmm. people don't want to talk about it. It's taboo mm-hmm. because those hard conversations, no one wants to have. So mm-hmm. again, I, I just have to let you know this might be small to some, but it's very big to me. And I feel like it came around full circle from someone and more relatable to me from someone mm-hmm. that we were around the way with and we grew up with each other, basically. Absolutely. You know, yes, so yes. I love that. I totally do. And I appreciate that. Oh, for sure, girl. You already know if I can do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm just so happy that you were able to come on the show. But I want you to tell people what you got going on. I didn't want to let your cat out the bag, but tell people a little bit about where to find you if they want to talk a little bit more about these type of situations absolutely thank you so i it took me a long time first to say to gain the courage to even create my own lane my own platform i am not on instagram as much i am on facebook under tamara reynolds that's t-a-m-a-r-a last name reynolds r-e-y-n-o-l-d is in dope s okay um also i have created a private group with select a few people who are like-minded like myself 
who can have these hard conversations like myself, no family or anything like that. Um, but this is called no, long, no Longer Silent Uncensored, um, which means I'm tired of being silent. Let's, you know, where I do an abundance of live conversation. And I've also had people to join me on the live conversation. And we could just be very transparent, very vulnerable, you know, and just talk about it. Not more of a Debbie Downer situation, but, you know, really just dive deep into our spirits and our souls and really just healing together. So again, you can catch that on Facebook uh, under Tamara Reynolds, No Longer Silent Uncensored. It is a very private group. I have no problem with you sharing it if you choose to. But if you do decide to come into my group and to my community in my space, um, send me a request. I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that request and let's vibe. Let's just have a cocktail and let's just vibe and let's just y'all, talk. Y'all, she it. be turned up on her Facebook. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, she be turned up. Like, look, she had her drink. She be kicking it. I like, mean, I love it. She has her be personable. music on and she ain't trying to be motherfucking Beyonce on that bitch either. I mean, on the <laughs> show either. She's seriously like, she be turned up and that's the environment we need to get at. Absolutely. Let your hair down and just have fun, okay? Yeah. Let's and chop talk it up. about some real stuff. Let's get down to the gutter. Fun. Let's let's start from the gutter back up. Let's really that's do right. it. And that's, that's right. what my group is all about. Let's just really dig deep. We ain't gotta go on live looking all pretty as you said. Let's just really just Friday night, you know, and most of my lives consist of, um, you know, more so after dark, you know, kids are sleeping nine, 10 o'clock, a few times a week. If you, Also, you can inbox me under Tamara Reynolds if you would like to become a guest on my live where we can just really, you know, collaborate and talk about it, you know, so that's what that is, just really personable, um, really intimate, and we're going to vibe out and just grab something to drink, smoke, whatever it is that gets you through it, and let's just catch a vibe. That's it. And I, I appreciate you, girl, for coming on here and hanging out with me on Owning She tonight and sharing a little bit about your story and talking to the ladies about an also necessary topic. Thank you, ma'am. It was my pleasure, Sheena. It was my pleasure. We haven't talked like this in years. And for us to grow in this way and yes. now have this conversation coming back yes. around full circle, it's love from Texas to where you are. It's nothing but love. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. And you guys, you know what? I'm going to go. Y'all know how I do. I tag everything she said. You know, it's her group. I'm going to tag into the show notes so you're able to find her. We appreciate you again. And I also want to tell you guys about June 19th. I have a poetry set that I am doing. It is all exclusive. It will be featuring me and only me. I might have some uh, some poet, other poets drop by, but I am doing a book reading. I am doing a my poet, my actually uh, last poem that I released. I will be doing that live as well as we'll have music and a rap for because the next day will be Father's Day. So we're going to do a raffle for that. So I'm encouraging you all to come out. You can find that on SheenaLV.com forward slash my events. That is the only way to gain access. And the donation asked is 444. If you don't know what 444 is, google.com. Nah, I mean, make sure you're following me at SheenaLV. And we are out of here that is our show for tonight until next time you've just listened to another episode of owning she with sheena lv check your favorite podcast platforms for our past episodes and be sure to subscribe for new ones want to be a guest on the show visit www.sheenalv.com forward slash contact and remember to always own she